Peace and blessings, everyone, and welcome to the Right Authority Podcast. I am your host, Carlos Carr Sr. Hope everyone is having a great day today. Uh, Here in Kansas City, it's a little cool, 35 degrees as I'm recording this session. We're going to kick everything off with a little chat about the... Cowboys Chiefs game uh, that went down this uh, past Sunday here in Kansas City at Arrowhead Stadium. Uh, we had the Cowboys and Chiefs. The Chiefs won that game 19 to 9, and it was really a very good, well played defensive game on both sides of the ball, I have to admit. Uh, the Chiefs were just able to muster up a little bit more offense. Uh, in order to get the win. But anyway, uh, I had a chat with a good friend of mine, uh, Brother Keith White out of Omaha, Nebraska. He's a former colleague and, like I said, still playing. We're going to go to that little short conversation. It's about five, six minutes. Stay with me, and we'll go ahead and plug that in. Cowboys and Chiefs, uh, 325 on Fox. That's 325 p.m. on Fox. Uh, Cowboys are seven and two. The Chiefs are six and four. Uh, both teams are coming off of uh, blowout wins uh, from last week, uh, and Vegas got the line on the Chiefs as uh, 2.5 uh, favorites, which kind of says we're gonna just give you home field. Yeah, that's kind of what it looks like. And I tell you, this this game. Uh, I tell you, before the start of the season. I wasn't looking forward to this game, but now the season started the way it's turned out so far. I can't wait till tomorrow, but uh, it should be a fantastic game. I'm pretty sure it's going to be high scoring. Yes, that I'm looking forward to. Although I was very disappointed to hear about Cooper. Yeah, the COVID, the COVID thing got him, man. And I, uh, I don't, you know, I know they got Michael Gallup coming back. Uh, this week, so I mean that'll work out pretty good. But uh, I think in all reality, this game's gonna come down to who's gonna try and run the ball. Look, I'm gonna let you in on a little secret. The Kansas City Chiefs had a, a defense had a party when that trade was made from Oakland to uh, to Dallas. They were glad to see Amari Cooper go because Amari Cooper has. Killed them with chunk yards mm-hmm. over the years when they, he was playing with Oakland. I mean, yeah. it was just he owned the Chiefs almost. Yeah, yeah, he did. <laughs> I hate to say it, but he did. But uh, had to get him out of division. yeah, so <laughs> it, yeah, it, so it really is kind of sad that they're not going to be at full strength. But I do expect it to be a very offensive game. Uh, I noticed the Cowboys record is seven and two. Who are the two losses? Outside Denver. I know that's one of them, but I don't even count that. I don't even see how they lost to Denver. I saw that game, man. They didn't show up. That's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> but who, they, who was the other loss to? I'm, I'm trying to remember now, because now, now that you say that, it wasn't uh, it was, wasn't Washington or the Eagles. It wasn't the Patriots. Was it, uh, no, it wasn't Carolina. You know what, man? I can't even remember who the other one was, too. Because I know that happened in, like, the second or third week of the season. Yeah, it was early. They just went on the run after that. Yeah. 
Well, the Chiefs had is six and four. Their four losses are to uh, the Chargers, Bills, Ravens, and the Titans. Hmm. Wow. Oh, I know what it was. Uh, Tampa Bay. Oh, that's right. The first game of the year. First game of the year, Tampa Bay. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, Tom Brady, damn. I mean, yeah. ain't shit you can say about that, is it? Well, you know, they. I knew they scored like a minute and a half left. They left too much time on the clock for them, so. Yeah. I kind of, I kind of conceded that one. I was like, all right. That's yeah, right. You just brought the game back to me. That is absolutely correct. They just left too much time on the clock for Brady. Brady went downfield and that. Minute and 23, and they kicked the field goal, right? Yeah. Yeah. Man. Uh, but, but what I'm lining up here is that, uh, that, that it should be a very good game. And here's the things that a lot of, things, a lot of people don't know or didn't notice about the uh, Chiefs defense, uh, even in the beatdown they had with the Titans. The second half of that Titans game, they didn't score a point. They didn't score a point. Last three games, the Chiefs have kept the scoring under 20 points for the opposition. Now, the good thing about the Chiefs is I think they finally got that offensive line ready to go in front of Mahomes, and Mahomes is comfortable with that offensive line because I'm going to be honest with you, boy. That Those... Let me see, against the Titans, the first half, against the Bills, and against the Chargers. Uh, man, uh, they lit them up. The yeah, offenses lit them up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. All those, those cute plays don't work. Then again, he's had a lot of bad... Uh balls bouncing off the receiver's hands for interceptions you know which i can't you can't really blame him for that but but if you look at those throws those throws were rushed those throws had had no touch on them he threw them too hard uh even at times the receiver was reaching behind trying to make the catch and it bounced off the hand uh, Tyreek Hill was trying to go down and get one, and it bounced off his hands. Oh, yeah. I mean, Mahomes had some issues this year. And I've been telling people that the offense has been mainly because Mahomes hasn't been comfortable behind that offensive line. He is still trying to make plays when he don't have to. All he's got to do is stay in his pocket and start making his reads. I, I agree with that 100%. You know, and I, you know, a lot of people, I'm still not buying that Raiders game. I mean, it, it was a good game and they blew them out. But, you know, by the same token, I'm not accepting what Dallas did last week, is that being the two Cowboys team. Right. The Falcons to me just quit. <laughs> well, the Falcons going through some changes right now and, and they held on to uh, Matty Ice a little too long. Yeah. I hate to say yeah. it. Uh, but get back on, and I'll let you get back to your mom in a football game. Uh, here's uh, tonight. We got uh, pay-per-view. Uh, Crawford and Porter. Uh, who, oh, before we move on, uh, give me your prediction on the game tomorrow. Man, you know what? You almost put the quarter on it. 
I'm going to call it uh, 3528 Cowboys. I'll take that same score. No, not the same score. You said 3528? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to take it on the spread, I, I, but I will take it to Chiefs at home on the spread. So let's okay. say, let's say 28, 27-24. Okay. 27-24. Okay. okay. We can both be wrong. No. That, you never know. <laughs> but I don't think it's going to be much more than the spread. That's why I ain't. I ain't uh, Those were very interesting comments by Brother Keith White. Uh, especially at the end when he uh, mentioned he uh, did not buy the uh, Oakland game. Um, I was looking personally, as you heard me say during the interview, at the fact that the Chiefs were beginning to trend upward on their um, defense. You could actually see that coming in. Uh, that was my reference, and uh, since it was trended up, uh, my guess was that it was going to be more of a defensive game than it would be an offensive game. Uh, I think I did give a score of 27-24, and I held the line, but um, the actual score again was 19-9 to Chiefs. Uh, I didn't think the Chiefs have been pressing hard to meet the um, to meet the um, the uh, betting spread um, going from their first. Uh, I would say their first uh, eight games or so, they were really not covering the spread at all. So I was going with the very minimum with them covering the spread and of course they did a little bit more than that so uh, I really did enjoy that conversation with Brother White and we will have more from him in the future we also uh, discussed the um, uh, Crawford uh, Porter fight uh, and uh, I'll share that for my next podcast, that conversation. Uh, as you all know, Crawford uh, took that fight, won that fight. Uh, so you'll hear that conversation uh, next week. So um, turn in the corner. It's time for an OG Minute. That's the Opinionated Grandpa Minute. And consider this an agenda item. We cannot have unity until we first have family unity. Okay, keep in mind that's an agenda item and the topic of my OG moment. Um, does anybody watch uh, Lauren Lake's paternity court? That has to be one of the saddest programs that shows the condition of our society that I have seen. Happened to catch uh, an an episode of it this morning. 
Um, well, this particular episode has a young lady bringing two different men to court for fraternity only to find out that neither, that's right, none of them were the father. Judge Lake was so outdone that she ended her show with this statement. Men, you must stop all uh, creating these babies left and right. Then she stopped and said, no, ladies, this is your responsibility. We must do better. As she storms off her bench. Now, again, this shows a part of the state of our society when parenthood is in question. That means that our current society does not hold our children in high esteem. They do not see our children as our most precious resource. And that's a real problem because in today's society, I'm going to use the term that my grandson told me. It's all about the nut and the butt. The nut and the butt. That's what he told me. My grandson's 25 years old. He told me that's what's happening on his life. Now, as disturbing as I find that, I can trace that back to my generation. Because we started a lot of that nonsense in our generation and we never really cleaned it up. And if you follow paternity court with Lauren Lake, you will see over and over again that a lot of this paternity comes into issues with our generation as well. When I say I'm my generation, I'm a baby boy. So you got to understand that. So we're passing down these, these very um, counter unity uh, habits to our children who are passing it down to their children. And as you can see, just by viewing Lauren Lake's paternity court, that our society is a mess in her words. So what I'm going to do is first of all, I'm going to make a statement and then I'm going to allow Miss Lauren Lake to take y'all to school. Better yet, let's let her take y'all to school first. And then I'll be back. And we'll wrap this up a little bit. Obviously dropped off. This is the school of life. What you all don't understand is that sex and intimacy creates a bond whether you like it or not. Now, it's a bond even without the baby. 
put the baby on the top, that's a bond for life. You may not think it is, but it is. You really shouldn't be doing the act if you don't understand the act because then you'll know where you're at based on the act and you won't be here in this courtroom. Yes, understanding the act so you know where you're at. Now, let me break that down for you. What the judge just told you is intimacy creates a bond whether you like it or not. It is a natural thing that happens during intimacy. So if you are intimate over and over again with a person that you're may or may not have intentions of building a life with, you have to understand that you're getting yourself into some future trouble because if she ends up being pregnant, which happens a lot, And as you are dealing with this young lady, you find out that she's really not what you would call your soulmate. Now the child has to suffer because you and her have to go to war over your relationship and the child gets ignored. Now let me break this down a little more, a little more for you. Bring it to its most purest form. Just like the judge says, if there's intimacy and it's ongoing intimacy, you will create a bond. If you put create a baby out of that intimacy, then you have created a bond on top of a bond. It's not an easy bond and that second bond is a lifetime bond. Okay, understand that. So this is what I suggest before you even get to that point ladies and gentlemen first thing i suggest is the person before you intend to go to bed with that person that you set some boundaries like maybe date for six months yeah guys i know that on, on, on today in today's society that's uh, unreasonable you don't do that. You don't date for six months before you get intimate. Well, there's a reason for that. Back in my day, we used to call that courting a girl. Okay. Now, you guys in today's society has jumped completely from hi nice to meet you to hey uh, let's hook it up and uh do netflix and chill and y'all really know what netflix and chill means y'all really know that so you get yourself in a situation to where 
you're into something and you don't know the person you're in, you're into it with. So therefore, first thing you need to know before you go to bed with a person, number one, do you like this person? Number two, do you respect this person? Number three, have you really gotten to know who this person is? Now, it's very important that you follow this because I want you to understand love is nothing that is a magical feeling that hits you at first sight. See, that's fairy tale. Love is built off of respect, time together, and getting to know one another. Here's your other one. Before you climb into bed with that person, would you consider this person your friend or even your best friend? Because this is very, very important. If you're going to commit to a lifetime relationship, this better be someone that you don't mind spending time with if the power goes out. You understand what I'm saying? So, ladies, gentlemen, understand the situation that you create when you are intimate with each other multiple times. All right. Now, I am not saying you should do one night stands because you may wake up to something and can't get out of it. It's done what is done. You can't undo it. So choose wisely, young people, choose wisely. Use the guide I just gave. Set boundaries. I'm not having sex with someone I meet until I suggest six months, but I know people are doing three months. I would prefer that we go back to the old school way and there's no sex before matrimony. But I know that's not going to happen because marriage is not a thing today in today's society. So, first of all, is this someone you really like or is this someone you lust? There's a difference. Is this a person you would respect? You can't have a relationship if you don't respect each other. Trust me on that. All you're going to have is conflict and turmoil. 
So make sure you're able to at least respect that person before you jump into the bed with that person. Um, again, and then if you find out that you're going to build a relationship, then it needs to go to the next level. Um, when I say go to the next level, that means trust. That means being best of friends. And when I say best of friends, I mean, you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly about each other. That's when you're the best of friends, okay? In a relationship. Understand that love, real love, takes time. Okay, it takes time to develop. In today's society, we, we actually think we're in love when I believe, for the most part, we're in lust. There's a difference. Okay, if those things, my best friend, trust, respect, I like you, if those things aren't in place, you're not building a good relationship. It's going to lead to trouble, trust me. Now, this is coming from an OG that's been married for 47 years, who has three sons and a total of 15 grandchildren. The grandchildren are now starting to get into their 20s. So, this advice is coming from life experience. I see it. Let me jump on to this next thing here before I lose it. And young men, I want y'all to lean in close. I want y'all to hear what I'm getting ready to tell you. I mean, really hear and feel what I'm getting ready to tell you. First of all, brothers, first thing y'all got to do is elevate your mind and desires to a higher frequency. You must find something to get your mind occupied. Meditate, pray, do yoga, work out, whatever redirects your energy from the lower chakras, that's your pockets, your money, and sex, to a higher intellectual chakra, learning something, learning something that you could put to use, learning who you are within the scheme of this world and your real place in world history, very important to your development. Focus your energy on anything that will give you a way to be productive in society. Whether it's plumbing, electrical, landscape, furniture building. Speaking of, where are our furniture buildings in, in the hood? Do we have furniture builders in the hood? If I got a broken piece of furniture, can I bring it to you and you repair it for me? This is what I'm talking about. We need to develop things that will help 
our community becomes self-sufficient. Now, let me give you fellas a heads up too. Bro, you meet a young lady and she has a baby, you got a decision to make right off the top of your head. You know what that decision is? Am I ready to be a stepdad? Now, don't fool yourself because if you're not ready to be a stepdad, a stepdad, excuse me, you need to keep it pushing. Don't waste that woman's time. Don't waste your time. Here's the next tip. If that woman has multiple kids, now your question is, am I prepared to contribute to this already made family? If your answer to that question is no, Keep it pushing. Keep it pushing. Don't waste her time. Don't waste your time. I don't care how it's vain. Don't waste your time. It's not going to work out for you. Now, we didn't have Lauren Lauren Lake come in and tell y'all about that. Took y'all to school. Told y'all about that. And where the act will lead you to. Now, I suggest you take that advice. Young men, again, raise your standard. And the way you raise your standard is you start to raise your level of intellectual development. You start to focus on things other than get money and sex. The last thing I'm going to leave y'all with is Brother Anthony David. And he going to tell you, brothers, where it's supposed to be at. With Buddha. Stay with me. Supposed to be booed up. Supposed to be booed up.